Hi guys, I want to introduce to you my lovely friend Sam. She's just not the type of woman you expect. She's a boss. She means things. She's got kids. She's a single mother and she's doing her sh. At the end of the day, she's very supportive and I love to know I love that in a woman. And she's also here to try and help and change the world like myself. She has got children in Sen and she is here to help and try and change certain aspects in school. So, Sam, tell him a bit about yourself, my sweetie. Thank you so much, Aisha. <laughs> that was an amazing intro. Uh, that was totally unexpected. Uh, um, but and that- she's pretty. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much. And yes, um, I'm Sam. I am a single parent to three amazing human beings. And they each have special educational needs through from autism, ADHD, um, we have some eating disorders within our family as well. So life is colourful and busy and crazy. Love that. Um, but as Aisha has said, you know, sadly we are kind of facing some stigma and some lack of support for our children, generally within the Zen world. Oh, all right. Don't take me show off me. <laughs> Shut up or not? No, no. It's, you're doing you're doing a good job. She's getting a bit flessed in here, but she's doing a good job, guys. Right, let's talk about how you have changed in your aspect of having a autistic child. He's taught me how to not box myself and to mm. be authentic and to be real mm. and his general kind of approach if you was to meet my son particularly and I'm sure lots lots of young people and children with autism they're kind of pretty special they are and they can offer an insight maybe that you wouldn't have seen Mm. into that side of the you know into the world definitely so he's he's taught me to be strong actually (laughs) good you've done a good job (laughs) he's taught me to be really strong and to not really care about what anybody else thinks and to just be myself authentically. Mm. So you said you have other children as well. What mm. about the second one? That's my son. Okay, and the first one. So the first one, um, they have uh, ADHD. Yep. And are still on the pathway for the diagnosis for autism. Okay. And has been, now 16, uh, has been on the pathway really on and off since they were six wow yeah so it's been a long 10 years wow all by yourself yeah <laughs> superwoman at its finest yeah so what would you encourage people who have got a um, special need child who are struggling by themselves i think without going sort of political i think we all know that there are struggles for support with mm. zen whether that's through education or health um and generally in society the kind of stigma where you feel a little bit alone Mm. i've try not to it's really hard try not to isolate yourself Mm. and i say that because that's what i did because i felt alone in that people didn't really understand the condition or would judge me as a parent um you know in I wanted to, I kind of learned very quickly with my son that it's going to have to be, I'm going to have to be led by him. I need to sort of 
change the way things are to allow him to learn and mm. to kind of live in our society mm. if that makes sense um mm. there was no way that he was going to fit into a box <laughs> and so yeah we, he's kind of had to be he's had the space to kind of be free to be who he is and learn how he needs to learn but in terms of offering advice to par- other parents I think just surround yourself with those people that get it a hundred percent just get yourself out there with those other families that get it go to sing local groups um the big support for me over the past years has been charities that's good so um recently we've used enfold um which are northampton charity okay and they supported me personally and my family good um when we were let down elsewhere through other areas that's good that you found somewhere to support you because not a lot of people have that support i've noticed with parents they feel they haven't got nowhere to turn to and they isolate themselves yeah and um just make themselves very vulnerable yeah (laughs) 100 percent. yeah um i mean in my own sort of story um it's really i feel like i've been kind of like on my own for the past seven years because of the situation where we ended up as a result of not being supported, mm. that we were at basically pushed out of education to a point to protect my own children's mental health and also my own at mm. that time. Mm. Um, the best thing, I found our amazing home, home education community okay. and they were super supportive and I found lots of other children like mine who were able to just have the space to just be and to not have to be flexible to change into the school environment. And I, and I appreciate school certainly works for some children with Zen. In mainstream school work with some children with Zen, but the support has to obviously be there for that mm, to work. Very true. It's got to be good support as well, and understanding and specialised. Yes, Some exactly. people can be a teacher and have no clue. No, and I think that's a big... There's so many changes, and I would be here probably till this time next year, (laughs) telling you how much needs to change. But certainly awareness and understanding absolutely culturally needs to be changing through education, Mm. medically, healthcare, etc. Let's tell them how much of a boss she was protesting (laughs) the other week, Um, having the rock sacks and letting them know what they haven't done elaborate more on that okay so um i want to mention pathological demand avoidance which is not nationally recognized okay it's a it's part of the autistic spectrum disorder so it's there it's definitely a thing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's where children um basically any demand that's placed on a child is creates a threat response so like a fight or flight response and it's debilitating and it's a very real thing but what can happen is is that it can also look like the parents trying to be resistant or obstructive in trying to get their child out as an example you know um if you need your child to go somewhere and then they see that as a demand they're going to just shut down and go into a real physical fight or flight response and with my own child that can result in vomiting it can result in fainting and it's really quite traumatic. <laughs> um, but it is part of the autistic spectrum disorder. And what we have found as, pa- as a group of parents um, 
there seems to be that common thread of demand avoidance mm-hmm. for the and that they're the sort of group of children that tend to be out of education mm. or trying to force them into the incorrect provision so it was myself and a few other parents through our home education community who kind of got together and were seeing a common pattern with um, the local authority and how they were supporting these vulnerable group of children um and we weren't very happy. <laughs> well, at least you've done something about it. So we decided, we were inspired by a group of parents from Warwickshire who are also in the same situation as, as our parents here in Northampton. Um, we wanted to be heard. We didn't feel like we were being heard. Um, and so we went to our local authority and we decided to do a demonstration where we placed backpacks down on the ground and on each backpack was representative of each child that's currently not in education due to lack of understanding, due to lack of EHCP, um, you know, being carried out correctly, due to parents being pushed through tribunals unnecessarily that they win. Um, so mm. there's quite a few areas that we're, we're trying to tackle. But ultimately, there are a group of children that are in this town and other towns that are out of education. Um and yeah, we wanted to represent those children. Um, let's cover this one. You said your son was out of school. Did they want to find you at all? Did they? <laughs> this is another key area that we are really finding. There's a few areas that us as a group from West Northampton Send Action um, are trying to tackle. One of them is the EHCPs mm-hmm. and, and the delays, the timeframes, the kind of general legislation being broken with zero accountability to the Mm -hmm. local authority and the other area is the school attendance prosecution so what is happening is that children who have a disability who have SEN are trying their best to go to school but they physically cannot because they are unwell and they're not having their needs met so that was the case with my child the needs were not met therefore you know we were struggling to attend um and what we're seeing is quite a common kind of culture of rather than recognize that these children really do need support is that the local authority are coming down quite harshly on these parents and in actual fact trying to prosecute them so Mm. i personally have had had experience of that um being issued school attendance order regarding my son's attendance which at a point when I was struggling very badly Mm. was not really helpful to my situation and it's not helpful to families now that are in you know that are desperately wanting their child to go to school who desperately need the support and families are having you know people are giving up their professions nurses doctors teachers they're having to stay at home and become full-time carers for their children um and really what we're asking is the local authority to kind of push pause on that actually because we know other towns have done that so in bedford they use a push pause system where there is sen or medical um illness present they can handle it with a little bit more compassion and say actually we can see this family is struggling. Let's get to the root. Exactly. Of why. Exactly yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. But that's what we would like to happen. But at the moment, we're just seeing families who are, are in crisis with their children not attending school, 
you know, being issued school attendance orders so why or prosecutions. Is that in Bedford and not here? Well, we don't know. Um, this is what we're kind of trying to raise awareness again, I guess, is trying to approach our local authority and say, you know, please, can you can you look at this? Mm. Because you're literally taking families who are at crisis, which then, by doing the prosecution in actual fact, places extra pressure on other services like social care, like CAMS, like medical, um, you know, certain areas of, of the sector. Um, so it's not necessary. And no, the money's being wasted. And actually at the core of this is the child who need the support which in turn will help the families be able to go out to work. That's right. So they've got it all backwards. Yes. As normal. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's talk about Emma Roberts. I know she's highly <laughs> on your favourite list. She so let's is. let's talk about Emma. She is. Councillor Emma Roberts um, is currently supporting one of our core members um, from West North Send Action. Um, and so she was introduced to our group. And she has been, I keep telling her, she's like my new superhero. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have. <laughs> because it's really hard when you're at home with your child who cannot attend school. Not because they don't want to, but they cannot physically do it. Um, yeah, to not, you know, you've not got anybody advocating for you. So Emma seems to have stepped into that role beautifully mm. <laughs> in supporting our kind of message. She's getting it across. She's not yeah. just talking the talk, she's doing the walk. No, yeah, ex- exactly, yes. Yeah. So, and that's very hard to find. Yeah, so Emma has, um, she's on it for sure and she's attending meetings and she was the one that did do a full spe- a speech at the full council last week to actually highlight what our message really is. Um, so yeah, she's supporting our group at the moment. And she's doing a good job. She's doing amazing. <laughs> Love to hear that. So anything else about high en- anxieties and high levels of anxiety? Do you have anxiety? Do your children have anxiety? Do they find it hard with school or you know, talk to me for anxiety because my son's got really bad anxiety. Yeah, I think I should mention that the PDA again that's kind of like the correlation is the anxiety okay it's just so extremely high but general anxiety of course um yeah we within our family myself I do as well um so this doesn't come easy sitting here for me to to doing it but I feel really passionate about it enough for our children Mm -hmm. that we need to be speaking out about what is going on mm. for our kids but certainly high anxiety um <sighs> that's a whole other ball game isn't it <laughs> i'm just sort of thinking oh my goodness cams oh gosh where to start i mean ultimately if your child's in school you, they should be being supported with their anxiety you know whether that's emotional support or additional support or you know whatever intervention is needed I guess Mm. I know that some people use creative art therapy and for me I've even been on like creative art groups which have been helpful you've got like the mindfulness and things like that does it work is it good yes it does um I think when you're living a chaotic life though it's really tricky to be able to find that time very true 
for yourself as so a parent. What causes all this anxiety? Because I've heard like newborn children have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, I don't know whether it's just society, you know, what the sort of pressures in society. Mm. I don't know. Obviously, genetically, there has to be science behind it. Um, why we have anxiety. Have you always had anxiety? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just... No. I've always some people just have it like there was all right then it just something traumatized well this is the thing isn't it is that can trigger if it I guess if the gene is there or it could Mm. I guess trigger it but um yeah no certainly within my my own personal sort of family background anxiety is quite quite a big thing and obviously that's now into my children love Mm. them (laughs) yeah it's just a lot going on isn't there yeah a lot going on is there any touch points you would like to speak about because i know you've got some things you want to get some bits out so while you Um, can get it out girl i know so i think really the the key thing is is we you know the awareness on the demand avoidance children that we do feel they are forgotten um in terms of education and kind of recognition but there is the pda society and they're really great and they can offer phone consults okay so what would you suggest for parents who have got anxiety themselves and their children because obviously they find it hard to go to school and i mean gp would be your first call i guess to see if, so if you can't get an appointment uh, then you get anxious about getting that's an appointment right. that's another set of anxiety <laughs> on top of that because no one can get an appointment you've the got GP. like websites like mind out yeah. there for adults and then you've got like young minds for, for young people um if there's any spaces yeah the thing is is i mean that's a whole other show i think (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a part two guys it's gonna be a a three and a four (laughs) (laughs) um so cams obviously it's really really hard because their kind of general response i personally have found that they are outsourcing to charities so when they you know when you first go to them if your child presents with anxiety yeah they're sort of general kind of response would be to use the lowdown or to use a charitable mental health support let's talk about women because we're super women (laughs) you know there's not much we aren't doing these days so let's talk about how we cope in certain situations better than men i don't care i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) i don't care because i don't don't know yeah i don't know don't know just gotta kind of we just keep going don't we yeah like i think when your babies are involved you just, just become mama bear yeah and i and i do know dads to, to put it a little bit of balance that are single parent dads yeah. who actually are great yeah, and, yeah and they i have that same drive percentage. but yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's the women are killing the game now mate we're doing boss moves we're doing businesses we've got kids yeah do you know what i mean it's like women are just unstoppable lately they're not stuck in that stay at home wash and cook and clean anymore no and i think referring back to the sin i think that's the really sad part isn't it is this that there's parents you know women and, and men but in my situation i'm a woman so you know i am at home and mm. it's not that i don't want to work or go and have a career it's just that my children are not supported correctly but to me you are doing how do you mean you, you i see you protesting <laughs> so you are doing stuff you're yes, not sitting yes. down on the city you know saying oh this should have been this should have been oh, you're out no, there no, trying no. to make a yeah. change you're doing things so don't undergrade yourself yeah no. you are doing stuff and don't forget your children are not at school 
No, so at the same not. time, you're having to find gaps to try and better the world with sitters. Yeah, I'm very lucky that I've got my dad who will step in and, and look after the kids so I can kind of step out and try and change the world. Well, this is it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. In that time that you get, yes, definitely. you're still trying to make a change. Yeah, I, it's important, isn't it? It is. Not for everybody. No. But you are trying to make a change with the little time you have. There's people that have all the time and don't want to do anything. This is true. I think when you've kind of gone through hardship, I That's guess. That's right. Is that, you know, you don't want anybody else to have to experience that. That's right. And if we can better it for others to pave the way. That's definitely right. You know. Especially if you don't want, if you've been through a lot with your child or when you were charged, you don't want the same for your child. No. For me personally, we're at a point now where it's kind of been seven years of, of real struggles, really, through all of the the areas Mm. from sen social care local authority etc etc but i'm at a point now where um you know i did have to call in the big boards to get it sorted and it has now been sorted to a degree still some things that need changing but that's allowed me to have some space to kind of step out and go now how can we make some changes Mm. so um i mean we are speaking with sort of certain healthcare professionals and have been invited in to go and have some discussions on how we can improve services. But it's going to take more than me as one person. <laughs> well, you know what people say to me, oh, you know, what's one person going to do? But if you go on holiday and join a room with one mosquito... <laughs> That shit hurts. Yeah, it's true. I love that analogy. That's that great. That shit hurts. Sometimes <laughs> that one person can be a powerful pack, so don't underestimate Yeah, well, yourself. I think we've got a few powerful... I think we've got a great powerful pack with the West North Hans Send Action Group, and I'm hoping... You know, we have some had some really positive changes already, and mm. I'm hopeful that we can bring awareness mm. to autism and other disabilities and for children that are out of education... Um, I'm hoping that we can bring some changes to those families that are facing or at risk of prosecution mm-hmm. for school attendance. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the schools need support because mm-hmm. they're kind of ultimately able to recognise that maybe it's not the right setting for the child. Mm. And they're able to step up and say, we don't think it's probably the right setting for this child. Mm. But then you get into a whole bureaucratic system with the local authority mm. of them saying, actually, it does. So then you're kind of at an impasse as to how you move that forward. But we're, ho- you know, we, we have presented a document to the local authority. It hasn't yet been answered. Um, we've chased it up and we do now have Councillor Roberts, Emma Roberts, on the case with that so hopefully we will hear from the local authority to we work will. with us let's and put how that out there it. in the universe yeah let's hope they will invite us in and we can have that conversations to make some changes but um yeah the school attendance with families the the sort of awareness the ehc process is an absolute disaster oh, at gosh, the moment yeah, <laughs> there's not enough psychologists is there no, so I've been informed from our local authority that they are nationally that they are seventy percent down through local wow. authorities for educational psychologists. Our Northampton local authority has um, is having staffing issues regarding the educational psychologists, and they are leaving. I would wonder why personally, but <laughs> you know that's that's a whole other 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 situation um so there, there really isn't any at the moment 
Um, so there's a backlog of people. Yeah. Um, I think they said there was 3,000 requests for EHCPs wow. over this past year. The difficulty is, is that there's clear statutory deadlines and duty that they have to carry out when that's broken they're breaking the law but what's not happening is there any being any accountability so we're finding that it's it's really frustrating as a parent to have the local authorities step in from one department and say well we're going to prosecute you because mm. we're not supporting you versus you're breaking the law through mm. the EHC departments mm, mm. and actually how is that a balance you know Something's got to change. It really, really does. Because you have the medical side for autism. You have the healthcare side. But when you're going into the local authority, you're basically entering a bureaucratic system. You are. And it's, you know, politicians involved. You know, you wouldn't think as a parent, oh, you need to contact a politician to help your child get the correct support. But actually you do. That is the way forward. To it's get sad, this. isn't it? Yeah, it really is sad. Um it's just a really difficult system to navigate. It is sad. And the worst part of it all is a lot of... It's not It's not just about the children. It's about the parents yeah. as well. Because if, if you ain't got nothing to pour, your kids ain't got nothing either. Exactly. You know, if you've got mental health or you've got a disability as well, know that, you know, there's only a time to be low, but after that you'll get up, you know? Mm-hmm. I think there tends to be, and I think um, Councillor Fiona Baker had quoted this on her the news article in response to our demonstration, okay. is that there, there does need to be a cultural change, actually. They do. Um, and so I'm pleased that she was able to you know, say that outwardly, um, publicly, but there really does need to be a, a cultural change, for sure, because it, we, we're finding that there's... It, it does feel like there's almost a little bit of bullying and gaslighting going on. Um, you know, if there's when there's clear evidence from specialists that your child has this need and what is required to support that child is this intervention, and then the local authority looking at that with evidence and saying, "Well, no, we don't agree with that," probably based on their opinions, in my own opinion, mm. no, <laughs> um, no. that they then are putting parents into tribunals, which is backing up the tribunal system, which is causing delays. All of this costs money, and at the heart of this is the child. Well, that's it. We don't live in the stone ages no more. What maybe worked for them doesn't work now. We're in a digital time. Mm. A lot of send children and children now. You give them a iPad, you give them a phone, they they can learn. They learn different now. Yeah, You know, sure. we're ticking the boxes from GCSEs and SACs at four and... Yeah, I mean, it's certainly in the home education world, and I, I, I do feel passionate that this, they are offered the space there to kind of be who they are and learn autonomously. Oh, that's a nice <laughs> word. You know, they do have that to be able to just... I'm led fully by my child that's in what right. they want to learn. That's right. And at the moment, as an example, I was just talking to your... Is it your producer? Yeah. About my son he's learning a gaming developing program and he just outstands me with what he's learning but i know his 17 year old cousin is in college learning that and my wow. son's 12 wow. <laughs> and wow. i've also seen uh, young people in the home ed world taking their gcses and a levels at age 13 and smashing it at life wow. it's just being given the chance i think it's facilitating i think this is a general thing for children it's facilitating their learning no one could take away the local authority, the bureaucratics, the 
all the boxes that we have to tick ultimately you know to give a child nurture a child in the in the you know they can grow into an all-round happy person Mm. is that they're offered that space to just learn into their own strengths you're sort of channeling into their own strengths well we couldn't ask for nothing better than that yeah because at the end of the day we're not good at everything no and children are very vulnerable and some people pressure their children to do things that they know they cannot do Mm. which drops their confidence and do things that we wouldn't want them to do so we need to appreciate them for the things that they're good at coding. Yeah, exactly. For, you know, because most children were saying, when it comes to computers, I don't know what it is, and piano. Yeah, and drawing, I mentioned my niece, actually, gosh. a very proud, proud auntie moment. <laughs> my niece, she ended up being in the home ed world, uh, home education community, and she's just opened, um, I, think, I, I don't know how many horses, but she's now a British horse show jumping. I don't know the correct term, but she's just got a stables business and she's got about 10 horses in there and she's offering coaching. Wow. And I'm like, you know, That's she nice. didn't get that through college or no, through you wouldn't. university, but she's smashing it. She's got her own business at 19. Go on, girl. So <laughs> nice to <hear>. Boss move. <laughs> I'm like, Love yes. That. That's what it's about now. <laughs> Finding your own way. Exactly. And if we can't, and you know, maybe people might think that's unrealistic or or living in an ideal world, Um, you know, because having a system for everybody, you can't maybe do all of that. Don't set them up to fail. Mm. You know, if your child's going to struggle, recognise that and hear them Mm. and validate them. Mm. Oh, that's it. Be a mother. Don't just Mm. get them from school and then just let them get on with it. Spend the time to get to know the child as well. Mm. Not a lot of parents are getting to know their children. It's only when they get their school reports, they're like, oh, 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 oh. Do you know what I mean? So my youngest has gone into school Mm. after being home. She's seven and she has been out of school due to the setup with my other children being failed. Um, It was just felt right that she was to stay home with us yeah. and so she could experience sort of the homemade world because as an example like just the logistics if I was going to a certain group over there for horse riding and then I'd have to be back for school run time it just yeah. didn't work um so she is she started school a year ago and I said to the teachers they were like you know about reading levels and I said I don't care I said just I just want my child to be happy that's the goal I don't really care about levels if she's on the lowest whatever just Give me my happy child. Yeah, yeah. That's all, isn't it? No pressure. (laughs) Yeah. And it's nice to them to improve anyway. When they do the two pages, the next day they do the three pages. She's doing fantastic. But yeah, I I think it's important that you do have that time. I say that to my son all the time. I don't care what you do. I do care, but... Of course, You know what I mean? You want them to have Your mindset is everything to me. Of course, but your mindset to me is everything. Your happiness is everything. Yeah, you can't function if your mind's broken. But this is it. This is what I am saying. You can have (laughs) A-levels up to your ass, but you might not be happy. No, exactly. You know, you you get celebrities that have all this stuff and they still kill themselves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, suicide is another big taboo kind Massive. of thing, isn't it? Massive. Um, and sadly, too many of our young people are committing suicide. Yeah, not hit, not getting heard. No, and and parents as well. We are to blame. It's a really, really sad situation. Um, yeah. The There's a that- lot of pressure on children today. Mm-hmm. Media, Instagram, 
she looks like this i don't look like that she's skinny i'm big yeah all that rubbish so in answer to your first question which mm-hmm. is what is the problem you know what causes anxiety oh. i think all of those things okay <laughs> i think all of them are a contributing okay. factor okay okay <laughs> as as well as genetics okay okay i think trauma yeah, trauma is well. trauma trauma is a huge thing actually yeah. that i did want to bring up today yeah. is that um a lot of families would send a lot of their parents the children's parents and the children are left with trauma and are you know and sadly it can be even trauma from navigating a system that's so difficult to to navigate Very with a true. lot of blame and culture kind of bullying going on Very true. Um, which i know is an outrageous claim to make but i live it so i can say that no you can say where you live <laughs> this is our podcast we say yeah. how we feel <laughs> so i'm able to kind of speak about my own personal experience and i know others that are feeling exactly the same and when you look at the rate of suicides for young people and adults and it's yeah. increasing you have to kind of ask yourself why why is that do you think yeah and uh, why do i mean speaking very openly i think we you know we lived in years of austerity through the mm. tories and the nhs is now on its knees um the system is broken sadly and there's lovely people that want to help within those services but as an example with the educational psychologist they're leaving the system you go through cams people are leaving the system they're not wanting to be there or work there so when you're going in for the, you know if you're at crisis and you're finally having the courage to reach out to somebody to be told you know we don't have an appointment for you a lot of things a lot of people even the gps they're going abroad because the system's more better there yeah i think i was shocked at one point to find that there was a um there was like one or two actual doctors covering like the county for child adolescence mental health service and i was oh, just wow. so shocked by wow. that i mean don't quote me on that but i think i was told like there's very minimal you know how like gps have one or two doctors now yeah, but, uh, yeah. you know three hundred thousand people yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I just think this the system's a little bit broke in, in fact lot, i think it's very lot, broke in a lot of angles education nhs in an ideal world what would be good is if those people that live it are and are i guess on the ground are being you know invited in to give their views and those viewpoints are taken and how we can then make some changes positively Mm. rather than it be a battle of us and them that we can have like a an open dialogue with people that we can have conversations and bring in um you know specific outcomes actionable outcomes that's what we're talking action yeah that's the key thing here is is that <laughs> we've gone round and round listening to rubbish for so many years no, we, we don't want it anymore no, we're we sick don't. of it fed the f up of it yes boring yeah you know people want to talk about change but don't do anything yeah well i think we've had like certainly through our group we are getting lots of parents contact us actually about their experiences which echo the same as our experiences um so i'm hopeful that we can kind of work together with everybody collectively you know Mm. and we welcome the local authority to do so we would love for them to put the gear in first yeah it's just extremely disappointing at the moment but um you know we'll get there like to give everybody an opportunity it's only fair right we'll get there (laughs) 
<laughs> Rome won't be in a day, but we will get there. Yeah. We're not quitters. No, we're not. Um, but yeah, I think that's kind of... Have you covered all your I think essentials? so. I think so. I could be here and talk about <laughs> a million things in detail, you know, these categories in, in detail, but overall, I would say yes. Okay, right. Sam? There's definitely going to be a part two, which I told you that before we went. Have you got one thing? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. So. No, no, go on. Get it out. Get it oh, out. When we put the podcast out, is it possible we can put a couple of websites? So one, we've got a school attendance uh, prosecution petition that's being handed to the north of the county. Yeah. Um, I only know one of the mums, so I apologise. It's Susan Liverman. <laughs> but there, there was another lady doing it alongside her. Um, but yeah, they've got up to 200,000 signatures when I last looked and they're trying to challenge you know, getting the push pause in yeah. Northampton. So if I could put the petition up for that. And then there was um, Define Fine, okay. which is uh, Louise Engels. She's currently on our local offer. And she is trying to support families who are experiencing barriers to education. Wow. Um, and also those at risk of prosecution. What I would do is link you. Um, I'll give you the poddy and yep. then you can link certain Fabulous. aspects on it too as yes. well. So then they've got this as well as yeah, what we're yeah, trying yeah. to I'm do as well. I'm just trying to think those people that are really struggling, yeah. how we can kind of help them today. And a big thank you to Councillor Emma Roberts and to you. Oh, thank you, for my letting lovely. us have a little platform to be vocal. And um, yeah, watch this space. We're going to have lots more. Watch this space. <laughs> thank you for tuning into Aisha's podcast with my lovely, lovely friend Sam. And there will be a part two. Like I said, she's got a lot to say. I like to know this because the point of it is she does not just talk the talk. She's actually walking, in and that's what I like to see: boss movements. We're here now because not because we're talking about it, it's because we're actually going through this situation and the struggle. We are trying to make a change and we would like for you all to assist as well. This is just not a one team. This is everyone can join in and participate in what we're trying to do as well. So thank you for tuning in and please listen to the part two. It will be coming soon. Thank you.